would like to bring to the podium our new LSU advisor, Richard Aguetti, to talk to us about what it means to be proud of who we are. Buenos dias y bienvenidos. Welcome to the celebration of Hispanic Heritage Month. My name is Richard Aguirre, and I'm Goshen College's Community Impact Coordinator. I was born in El Paso, Texas, <clears throat> with family roots in the state of Chihuahua, Mexico, and a surname from the Basque region of Spain. And I'm proud to be a Mexicano, and I'm proud to be an Latino. These beautiful flags represent some of the two dozen or so Latino countries in the world. Spanish is the second most spoken language in the world after Chinese, but not all Latinos speak Spanish. And not all Latinos are brown. Latinos are of every race and every ethnicity. As co-director of SST five years ago, my spouse, Judy Weaver, and I knew Afro-Peruvians, Amerindians, Asians, Latinos, Mestizos, white Europeans, and more who all identified as Peruvian and Latino. As co-directors of SST in Peru, we had a chance to experience a rich culture, one with different languages, different foods, and different cultural expressions. So this Hispanic Heritage Month is for all of you, and all are welcome today, and we're happy you're here. The stunning artwork behind you was made by Yadira Figueroa, who graduated from Goshen in April with an art degree. <clears throat> they represent distinct cultures of our character. Amor, belleza, fuerte, pasión, y valiente. Love, beauty, strength, passion, and bravery. I keep these images in my office in Wise Hall, so you're welcome to come and get, take a closer look later. My door and walls of my office are also lined with photos and paintings of my heroes, some with famous quotes by them. Emiliano Zapata, Mahatma Gandhi, Eleanor Roosevelt, Frida Kahlo, President John F. Kennedy, Che Guevara, Martin Luther King Jr., Rosa Parks, Ellie Wiesel, Mother Teresa, Dolores Huerta, and Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor. But my favorite portrait depicts Cesar Chavez, the leader of the United Farm Workers Union who died 26 years ago. Because the painting is behind my desk, I look at Cesar Chavez every day, all day, and that's appropriate because Cesar Chavez was one of my earliest heroes. He inspired generations of Americans, many of them Latinos, because of his courage and his commitment to social change. I mostly admired Cesar Chavez because he taught me to be proud of who I am. Like Cesar Chavez, like many of you, I grew up aware of the many injustices African Americans Asian Americans, Native Americans, and Latinos faced. Poverty, substandard schools, housing discrimination, poor health outcomes, police brutality. My parents sometimes talked about the prejudice they faced at work. During long summer car trips to Texas, my family, we were sometimes denied the use of gas station bathrooms because we were Mexican Americans. Teachers scolded my parents, telling them to stop speaking Spanish at home. 
and to focus on English. One afternoon, playing kickball in elementary school, another fifth grader, one I considered a good friend, got mad at me for some reason and called me a dirty Mexican. I never forgot that insult. I felt confused, angry, and ashamed. But Cesar Chavez taught me and millions more Latinos to be proud of who we were, to be proud of who we are. Fortunately, I actually knew Cesar Chavez. As a college student, I walked beside him as he marched on dusty roads with farm workers, as he spoke to union members in a hot and crowded church, and as he led fundraising rallies in big cities. As a newspaper reporter, I wrote about farm workers and about strikes, and I interviewed Cesar Chavez several times. I also reported on his outdoor funeral mass, which was preceded by a three-mile walk with 40,000 people alongside cotton fields in Central California. Cesar Chavez was far from perfect, but he was a champion for farm workers, and he had an unshakable faith that Latinos someday, someday would prevail. He believed our population growth, our rising education levels, would someday lift Latinos from misery into economic and political leadership. And if he was alive today, I believe Cesar Chavez would see that there is much to celebrate. Latinos are the nation's largest racial or ethnic group with 60 million residents or 18.3% of the US population. 10 states have a million or more Hispanic residents including Georgia, Illinois, New Jersey, and New York. That's amazing. Latinos make up 7% of Indiana's population, two-thirds of whom were born in the United States. Latinos also make up 16% of Elkhart County's residents, 30% in Goshen, and almost 54% of students in the Goshen Community Schools. It's estimated that Latinos will make up 20% of the nation's workforce in five years and more than 30% by the year 2050. There are 4.3 million Latino-owned businesses in the United States, and they contribute more than 700 billion to the na nation's economy every year. By 2020, Latino purchasing power will reach 1.7 trillion. There are also more than 6,000 6, Latino elected officials, including four U.S. senators and 34 members of the U.S. House. And at Goshen College, Latino enrollment has increased from 5% in 2005 to 26% this fall. Give yourselves a hand for that. <clears throat> it's great progress, but I also know Cesar Chavez would despair about some of the many disparities that still exist. High incarceration rates, rising hate crimes, low voting levels, and the lowest rate of graduating from college of any racial or ethnic group. I've been thinking a lot about Cesar Chavez lately because of the mistreatment of immigrants, refugees, and other people of color. At times, things seem hopeless. Chavez also had many setbacks. It often seemed like the Farm Workers Union would collapse, and yet from 1962 until his death in 1993, Chavez traveled across this country, constantly organizing, leading strikes, boycotts, and raising money. Chavez's role models were Mahatma Gandhi and Martin Luther King Jr. 
And like them, he used nonviolent tactics like marches, boycotts, and strikes. He never gave up. In fact, the Union slogan was, Si se puede, yes we can, which was later adopted as a theme of Barack Obama's presidential campaign. Chavez was also influenced by St. Francis of Assisi and the social, social teachings of the Catholic Church. Faith and prayer were central to his life, and he believes societies, governments, ultimately would be judged by how they treated the poor. He said, we cannot seek achievement for ourselves and forget about progress and prosperity for our community. Our ambitions must be broad enough to include the aspirations and needs of others for their sakes and for our own. We believe the same at Goshen College. It's embedded in the core value we're celebrating this year, servant leadership. At Goshen College, we define servant leadership as a leadership ability that empowers self and others, a healthy understanding of self and others that is reflected in the relationships of interdependence and mutual accountability. And that understanding is led by our vision statement that we believe in cultivating joy, growth, and purpose, preparing students to thrive in life, leadership, and service. Rooted in the way of Jesus, we will seek inclusive community and transformative justice in all that we do. Achieving inclusion, equity, and justice for all won't be easy. Martin Luther King Jr. knew that, and so did Cesar Chavez, who predicted we ultimately eventually will prevail. He said, history and inevitability are on our side. These trends are part of the focus forces of history that cannot be stopped. They are inevitable. Once social change begins, it cannot be reversed. You cannot uneducate the person who has learned to read. You cannot humiliate the person who feels pride. You cannot oppress the people who are not afraid anymore. He said, like the other immigrant groups, the day will come when we win the economic and political rewards which are in keeping with our numbers in society. The day will come when the politicians do the right thing by our people out of political necessity and not out of charity or idealism. He concluded one speech saying this, that day may not come this year, that day may not come during this decade, but it will come someday. And when that day comes, we shall see the fulfillment of that passage from the book of Matthew in the New Testament. The last shall be first, and the first shall be last. And on that day, Chavez said, our nation shall fulfill its creed, <clears throat> and that fulfillment will enrich us all. And to that, I can only say amen. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you so much, Richard. Now, as part of our theme, we would like to share some statements explaining why we are proud of who we are. My family, my language, my culture, my food, and everything is what makes me proud of being Hispanic. I am proud of being Hispanic because it is an outgoing and caring community 
We go through so many obstacles, yet we persevere. I am proud to be Hispanic because of my hard work ethic. I am proud of being a woman of color. I am proud to be Hispanic because I have a voice. I am proud of being part of a beautiful cult culture with really good food. I am proud of being Hispanic because any celebration is a reason to party and we have home remedies for everything. I am proud to have been born in a culture where I get both of my parents' last names. I'm proud to be Hispanic because I love representing a culture that's so diverse but yet so connected. Now we have one of our own GC students and part of GSWA, Stephanie, who has a poem for us. I'm Stephanie Palomino. I'm a second year uh, secondary ed and TESOL major. Uh, both of my parents are from Zacatecas, Mexico. And today I chose uh, this poem called Translation for Mama by Richard Blanco. I chose this poem specifically because of how um, the author talks about his mother and how he found his own way as a son of interpreting her hardships and how he learned to value and appreciate his mother's journey and what it did for him. So the poem starts off with, what I've written for you, I have always written in English. My language of sil silent vowel endings never translated into your language of silent H's. Lo que he escrito para ti, siempre lo he escrito en inglés. En mi lengua llena de vocales mudas, nunca, nunca traducidas en tu idioma de H's mudas. I've transcribed all your old letters into poems that reconcile your exile from Cuba, but always in English. I've given you back the Guajiro roads you left behind, Stretch them into sentences punctuated with palms, but only in English. He transcrito todas tus cartas viejas en poemas que reconcilian tu exilio de Cuba, pero siempre en inglés. Te he devuelto los, los caminos guijaros que dejaste atrás, transformados en oraciones puntadas por palmas, pero solamente en inglés. I have recreated the pueblecito you had to forget, forced your green mountains up again, grown valleys of sugar cane, and stars for you in English. He reconstruido el pueblecito que tuviste que olvidar. He levantado de nuevo tus montañas verdes, cultivado la caña, las estrellas de tus vales para ti en inglés. In English, I have told you how I love you cutting gladiolas, crushing ajo, setting cups of dulce de leche on the counter to cool, or hanging up the laundry at night under our suburban moon. In English, te he dicho como te amo cuando cortas gladiolas, machacas ajo, enfrias tacitas de dulce de leche encima del mostrador, or cuando tiendes la ropa de noche bajo nuestra luna de suburbia. I have imagined you surviving by transforming yards of tafeta into dresses you never wear, keeping papa's photo hinged in your mirror, and leaving the porch night long all night. En inglés, he imaginado como sobrevistes transformado yadas de tafetán en vestidos que nunca estrenas. La foto de papá que guardas en el espejo de tu cómoda, la luz de portal que dejas encendida toda la noche. I have captured you in English at the kitchen table waiting for the café to brew, the milk to froth, and, you, and for you to adjust to your life. In English, you've learned to adore your losses the way I do. Te captado en inglés en la mesa de la cocina, esperando que cuele el café, 
que hierva la leche y que tu vida acostumbre a tu vida. En inglés, has aprendido a adorar tus perdidas igual que yo. Thank you. Thank you, Stephanie, for that beautiful poem. Um, now, before we finish with our convocation today, I want to let you guys know about some upcoming events that LSU has this semester. Um, first of all, on October 2nd, we will have a workshop that's open to all faculty and students, and it will be focused around the theme, what it's like to be Hispanic. Uh, more information will be provided on that, and it will be in Ad 28 from 10 a.m. to 11. And then we will also have our picnic, our His Hispanic Heritage Month picnic, on Saturday, October 5th. It will be in the John Engel Athletic Complex, and there will be a soccer game that will be at that time too. And we will have snacks and drinks from like many different Hispanic countries. And this will be from five, 3 to 5 p.m. And everyone is welcome to come and bring your friends and family. And also on this Friday, we will have our first LSU meeting. And anyone is welcome to that. Any student is welcome. And it will be in WISE in the intercultural room. So it will be more like an informative meeting. If you guys want to come, anyone is welcome. Thank you. How are we all doing? Good? Are we good? Yeah? All right. Um, so we heard this great speech from Richard and this great poem from Stephanie and this great song by Mechulos y Peludos. And I would like for you all to look around you. And if you, all, if you identify yourself as Hispanic or Latino, please stand up. Me included. <laughs> Okay, so this community around you is the one we are celebrating this month, and we are so proud to have you here present, and we are so proud to be surrounded by this wonderful people. So give them a round of applause. So, sorry. And before we leave, we would like to leave you with another song from Mechudos y Paludos. And this is a song that we already had a year ago. It's called A Vivir. And it fits perfectly with the theme because I think that this year's theme would be great for all of us, not only Latinos, but all of us, to work together and be proud of who we are, of our race, of our identity, and our culture, no matter what. So I'll leave you to it. obras de los ricos donde los ángeles se esconden de los valles y las niñas de los
solo hazlo conmigo Aunque no tengas tiempo para dar libertad 